0: You are listening to the Stream UK and Allison and Partners
1: podcast. Hello and welcome to the Stream UK and Allison and Partners podcast. My name is Andrew Rogers and joining me on the line is Heike Schubert, General Manager of our Munich office. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi Andrew. So Heike last joined the podcast back in March when we discussed how COVID-19 was affecting communications for brands, particularly through the lens of lockdowns across Europe. Now with lockdowns beginning to lift, it's increasingly looking like the end of the beginning and the beginning of the new normal. Um, But just to kick off, we're now 10 weeks on from lockdowns coming into force across Europe and in some places uh, longer than that. Do you think it's time for brands to start changing the tone of their communications?
0: Well, I think they should have changed their tone already if they didn't do so, as we, as the situation at all required some focus on what's going on, what's changed in people's lives and what matters to people in this kind of situation. Actually, I, I saw a statistic lately from end of May that 55% of German consumers are actually Actually, okay with brands communicating like they did before the pandemic um, hit the ground here in Europe or in Germany. And seeing that, I think we see probably a bit of a divided picture now. So, still, brands are required to be very cautious how they communicate, to take on the people's situation, to really look into data of how people change their consumer behavior or what matters to people in the current situation on the one side. But on the other side, people seem to want to experience kind of normality quicker than politicians might be able to give them. So giving also people a bit of normality in how brands communicate to them, taking their situation into consideration is Key for the current situation, from my perspective.
1: And I suppose it's also difficult because although the pandemic is affecting everyone at a base level, it's also affecting some people much more seriously than others. So while some people will see it as an inconvenience, for some people it's been life-changing for you know for their careers and for their loved ones. So it's interesting that you say that in terms of the split picture that exists when it comes to balancing the seriousness of the pandemic with kind of that cautious optimism and returning to normality. How do you think brands should try and go about balancing that? Can they do that? Or do they need to pick a side? Or is there a happy halfway?
0: I think there is one clear step they can can do. They can go towards humanity, towards emotions, towards empathy. And that is something they can do. Being as normal as possible on the one side and also taking people's fears, um, people's current stresses into consideration so I think it's really not one or the other it's both in this situation and we see some brands doing this fabulously like Mercedes-Benz with their communication and other big brands here in, in Germany like Deutsche Telekom really doing a great job around that but yeah I think it, it's it's never been as important to communicate to actually communicate as a brand who really feels with people, who really is there for people's lives and, and, and brings some positivity to their lives, either through their brand, uh, through their products, but also through the way they communicate with them.
1: So, the way that lockdown is uh, affecting people is obviously also different in different parts of Europe, and the lockdowns are lifting at, at different rates. The UK certainly seems to be quite behind in terms of it's probably going to take a lot longer before lockdowns are, are going to start lifting. But we do know that certain businesses will be starting to reopen from the 15th of June, um, and hospitality potentially from July. In Germany, things are a little bit further ahead in terms of more businesses have reopened, as as far as I know, and you know people are engaging with the economy slightly more and, and therefore engaging with brands. What's the experience been like so far of that lifting of lockdown?
0: Well, in general, it feels great. <laughs> After having been caught up uh, at home for quite a while, and also we, we face that shops have been uh, shut down and, and, and restaurants, of course, and, and hospitality as well. So basically, when the first liftings came for all the regulations we saw uh, at the beginning of the May. It was a great relief. But as we are in Germany, we love to make it complicated. Being a federal state, we have actually 16 lender, 16 different states, and every state does things a bit differently. And so the pace in every state is different. So we see like in Turingen, they, they actually are about to lift any regulation, even that you, can wear, uh, that you are required to wear masks on the one side. And then I'm living in Bavaria, Bavaria being the, uh, the state being the most affected with infections being so close to Italy. We had to wait a bit longer. Actually, for me personally, the big relief was finally when the bee gardens opened again last week. And it really felt a bit like, okay, life is going back to normal. And I have to say that uh, the authorities are really doing an amazing job here. And this is something with also mirrors in the trust of the people into government and administration over here. They are doing a lot of, uh, they are implementing a lot of measures to really try to ease the pain for every person in this country. Just today or tonight, they announced a huge package to support the economy. And it goes through all the different sectors you can think of, from support for hospitals to set up digitalization and, and to improve this uh, IT infrastructure they see currently. Then public transport will be seeing some funds to become more attractive for people to restart Using it again, Um, we will see um, subsidies to purchase e-cars, and every child will get 300 euros on top of the the normal funding. So, actually, they're trying to really give families a boost. So, I think we will see quite some quite some inspiration through this financial investment from the government, and we will see. Uh, sectors going to boom. That's my expectation, especially IT, especially everything related to digitalization, because we require this now in the health sector, we require this in in schools and also in public services.
1: I feel like you're deliberately making us jealous there by saying that the beer (laughs) garden is the open. That's okay. (laughs) I'm sure I'll be able to forgive you one day. Um, It's interesting what you say there about trust in the way this has been handled by different levels of government has actually been, you know, it's been received very well and that there is the kind of that optimism yeah. that comes from from these sort of uh, stimuluses to the economy. I suppose the challenge is that even if people are feeling that they can go out and spend, that they can go and engage with the economy, if you're worried about the safety at, at an individual restaurant or, for example, if there is another outbreak that's localized to a, to a, you know, to a certain town or to a certain restaurant, even there's a challenge for brands there as to how they can communicate, how they're keeping people safe in a way that they didn't necessarily have to do in the past. So I wonder if there's anything that you've seen so far in terms of how brands have managed to uh, tell the story of how they're keeping safe. I mean, I know here in the UK, for example, pretty much any uh, communication and advertising from any of the supermarkets is all about how they're keeping people safe through social distancing, through changing the way their stores um, work in terms of installing new screens. And that's coming above any sort of other advertising or marketing um, at the moment. And I wonder if that's the same experience now, kind of a few weeks further Mm -hmm. into things becoming less locked down.
0: So what we've seen is, of course, that sectors like restaurant, the restaurant sector or hospitality are setting up regulations and, and they... This was also widely communicated in, in media. I don't see too many individual campaigns from friends around how they tackle security and safety for people around COVID. This is, I think, and of course, people expect them to do. And um, it's a requirement from the government that they do it. So it's, I think it's less of a question to so to promote because they are actually they need to do it otherwise they're out of business again so i don't really think it uh it makes sense to have huge campaigns around it because it's not your usp your your competitors are required to do the same so so it seems uh there is no real point to go into huge campaigns of course they are if you go to the locations you have all the signs you have the require um the required information for uh the customers they have it on the website it's you know it's in the wider communication it's definitely visible and and it's explained you see videos on how the security is implemented in the single um uh, locations but it's, it's not a big common topic which is in people's minds and which is in media, by example.
1: So looking more on the positive and optimistic side of that, with businesses being closed for, you know, a few months, there's obviously been some element of a grand reopening, as it were. Have there been any businesses, especially in, I'm thinking more in the hospitality sector, where after being closed for so long, they have run any sorts of campaigns that have been trying to get people back, or any that have seen this as an opportunity to now launch new products and to generate some excitement. Now that things are starting to open back up again.
0: So what we see here is uh, is lots of hospitality brands are currently heavily promoting their local offers and how people can actually relax. I think there's a lot of focus on unwinding now after this quite stressful situation and that's what they're picking up uh, in the communication around it. But it's all I'd say on a mid-scale level. I don't see huge campaigns where they blast out offers and and special sales and deals around it. It's very it's done very decently and very I'd say also subtle.
1: And do you think that any of the major changes in consumer behavior that have happened during lockdown might stick so I mean for example here huge expansion in online shopping people especially in the you know over 55 category who didn't really do much online shopping at all before and now have now become complete converts Um, has there been anything similar and do you get the sense that that's any of that's going to stick around or it's going to go very quickly back to the way it was before
0: So definitely we see the same in Germany that uh, online sales skyrocketed in some sectors tremendously. And I expect it to stay on a high level. It might go down again, but I don't think it will go completely down to where it came from. On the other side, we saw a separate movement, which was uh, also um, promoted on on social channels like Instagram and and others, uh, is to buy local. And this is something which also when I talk with my neighbors and friends, which really hit the ground. So people are more conscious about where they purchase and to support local um, businesses. And uh, this together with with an aim to also live more sustainably and purchase and and buy more environmentally friendly products and and less packaged products and so on. We can really see a trend towards local markets to the farm shop around the corner and we we see um, shops rising. This was also already a trend from before COVID but I think this is something which will continue to grow the trend of shops selling products without any wrapping so you have to bring your your boxes and your your cans in order to purchase the goods they offer there
1: it's interesting that you mentioned that is a trend that essentially was starting to grow before this but this has really accelerated and potentially stuck that new kind of consumer behavior and it does make me wonder if there are any other areas that you know might be very positively impacted as a result of this, at least when it comes to those kind of wider conversations that people have had for a long time around waste, around, you know, the amount of distance that products travel. And actually, this has given that more lasting impact into consumer behavior. Do you think that there's anything that the UK being at least two weeks behind on uh, opening up the economy, can really learn based on the experience from Germany? Or is there anything that you think brands here in the UK should be keeping an eye on where things are a bit further ahead and saying, okay, these are the lessons we can learn. This is what we need to do.
0: I think every country is really very different from a setting perspective. And also the economical situation is quite different. I've seen data that uh, we're seeing a plunge of, of um, economical activity of around 7% uh, now in Q2, compared to other European countries where it goes down to 15, 16, 17%. So I think in Germany, actually, we've been really a bit lucky. Don't know why. Uh, in the end, it might have been coincidence, it might have been that the people have been a bit more cautious as they saw we're closer to Italy and saw what's, what was going on there earlier compared to other countries. But from an economical point of view, I'd say it's really about focusing on the strengths single businesses have and really relating to, to the people and, and relating to their, to their actual needs, which are, probably in the UK a bit different compared to what we see over here. And that's where businesses should definitely focus on that. They have answers to current questions of their customers. And what they have to do is they have to get the data on that and they have to look into the data and evaluate these because it really can give them a good feeling and a good insight on where to go from a communications point of view.
1: Yeah, it really underlines the importance of constantly listening to both your current customers yeah. and potential customers. Because uh, as you say, it's because it's affected people so differently in different countries at such different stages, bringing any broad-based approach from one market to the next, while never a particularly great idea, especially now, is is just not really going to work.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So a final question. What do you think comes next? Because this really does sort of feel like We've finished the first stage, but this is the beginning of a very, very long new normal that's now going to come into place. And in terms of looking at the next six months, because I imagine most brands want to be trying to get to a normal schedule of planning for their communications, how should they be setting out what they do in the period ahead? Should they be potentially going back to normal? Or is there a new way that they can have a more specific regional approach to what they do?
0: I think what brands have to do is don't stick to a long plan. Do planning very agile and be ready to change your plans in a day. Because I don't think we're coming out of that in a steady, slowly um, going up situation. I guess we it's going to be a quite bumpy road with ups and downs and with new things popping in like we see now with uh, Black Lives Matter um, in the US and also sp- billing over to europe now so really i don't think there it's wise to to now say okay it's over let's let's do a half year plan for the next six months and get communications set up and run i think you have to be very agile and go there in quite close steps and review your communication situation if not daily weekly yes we are coming out of this a bit earlier compared to other countries and and to the uk and, and uh, specifically but what i really think there is no one fits all method we can we can approach this whole situation every sector every every company and every region and every even every city has to look at, at the situation individually because the situation is completely different wherever you go and in every sector, definitely. So we see sectors where, which have been benefiting from, from the current situation. They also have to be very cautious in their way of communicating currently because it's, 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 it's a very sensitive thing. They can't brag about their achievements and and they can't um go go out and say wow we did fantastic job and and really made a good a good revenue coming out of this this crisis so you have to be very sensitive and very very cautious in how you communicate and as i said you can't really predict how it how how a country and how a region is coming out of that i can only say that Yeah, we have to be very cautious. It's not done yet. Probably we're in it in a month again. You never know. So it's something and it's it's the reason why you have to really look very closely to to data and how things develop.
1: I feel like we could talk much longer on this topic, but unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there for this week. Heike, thank you so much for taking the time to join the podcast today. As always, if you'd like to find out more about how we as an agency are supporting brands during COVID-19, please visit our website at alisonpr.co.uk. Finally, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to the Stream UK on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, so you never miss an episode. And you can always get the latest episode right here at alisonpr.co.uk forward slash stream. Thanks for stopping by.